We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. And welcome into Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Yes, it is time for the John Chuckery Show. Hanging out with you on this Monday evening with you for the full four. We ask you to download the Odyssey app. You're not in the car as much, but you want to listen in when you're on the go. Download the Odyssey app today. Put it on one of your devices. You can use your smartphone. You can use your Alexa speakers. You can use your tablet. You can use your Coleco, your Game Boy, Nintendo 64, whatever your device is. Just download it on something to be able to catch us. When you are on the go, social media is at 929 The Game on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And as always, best way to be a part of the show, follow me on my personal Twitter page at JMCH316. Now, so we have over the next like couple of weeks, there literally isn't a producer that works back to back nights. So let, let's see if we can spin the wheel of a uh, roulette of producers. Let's see where we uh, end up. Big bucks, no whammies. Big bucks, no whammies. Spin the wheel, bust the deal. And we land on, and it's coming around. All right, so Leif Garrett is producing us tonight. So we've got a whole cast of stars over the next, like, 14 nights of people that are producing the show. So Garrett is here. Um, Look, we'll take your calls. Uh, certainly, 404-741-0929. Uh, I mean, look, we don't have back-to-back producers, Garrett. I mean, there's literally not not the same producer two nights in a row for the next couple of weeks. Sounds and, like you're going to miss me tomorrow. And, and by the way, Dylan still works here, right? I think so. Okay. Re- remember 10 months ago when he got promoted to full-time to do my show? Oh, those were good times, weren't they? <laughs> anyway, um, all right, so 404-741-0929. Garrett will line you up on the phones. Um, obviously, the big story now is Nate McMillan is out. I, I don't understand why they didn't fire Nate McMillan after the Knicks game in that back-to-back debacles where you gave up 266 points to the Charlotte Hornets and the New York Knicks and went into the All-Star break on an embarrassing footing. I mean, it was embarrassing. You, you lost to the tie, the team that had tied for the least amount of wins in the Eastern Conference and then got run out of your building on that Wednesday night. Now, I understand why they did it now because they weren't going to take away from the All-Star festivities. They weren't going to fire him on a Friday or Saturday. or so. They weren't, they weren't going to take away. Uh, they were going to let all the All-Star stuff and hoopla all of that died down. That's the, that's what the league would want. So I understand now as far as firing him, not before the All-Star break, but why don't you just do it Wednesday night? Why don't you, why don't you just make the announcement Wednesday night? Remember when they made the trades at the trade deadline? Landry Fields called an emergency press conference after the game to talk about you know the trades that they made and this, that, and the other. You should have just let him go. Maybe you should have let him go before then. But here's the reality, 
Everybody knew Nate McMillan was not going to be back next year. Nate tried to get out. He tried to quit a few weeks ago. He wasn't going to be back. The direction of the franchise is just in a just muck and mire type situation. They're just treading in, in mud and muck. And now we've got Joe Prunty, who has been a head coach before, even though some people are arguing with me on Twitter about the idea of Joe Prunty being the coach. He has been a head coach before. He took over for Jason Kidd when well, he took over for Jason Kidd in Milwaukee when they fired Kidd and before they hired Mike Budenholzer, who actually got he actually got them to the playoffs and they lost to the Celtics in seven games. Does does that does does his regular season record count? Joe Prunty? If you look it up in the NBA annuals, it, it does count, but you know, again. People want to argue just for the, the sake of arguing. So, um, look, 23 games to go. We'll see what happens. You look at their schedule. They start on Friday. They've got the Cavs. They've got the Nets on Sunday. They've got Washington, who's literally right on their heels. So, in front of the Hawks, you've got Miami and the Knicks. Directly behind the Atlanta Hawks, you've got Washington and Toronto. Now, they don't play Toronto in these last 23 games, but I think it's four games against Washington, two games on the road against Miami. They don't play the Knicks again. They play, they play Brooklyn, I believe, in a home-and-home, and, home, and I think they have two home games against Cleveland. And then you go Chicago, Indiana. They play those teams. They play the Pistons. One more time, they're the worst team in the Eastern Conference. Then they play a few teams out of the West. They play Memphis. Uh, I think they're at Minnesota. They have Golden State at home, Memphis at home, Dallas at home. I think it's uh, – I think they're at – oh, they're at San Antonio and at Minnesota. That's their two Western Conference road games that they still have to play. But you're going to face a lot of teams that are – directly in front of you, and directly behind you. And 23 games left to go in the season. I believe that they I believe that they have, I think it's 14 games at home. I think it's 14 games at home. But they have a majority of their games still at home. Where they haven't exactly set the world on fire, they're 15 and 12 on their home court, where last year they had the fourth most wins in the Eastern Conference at home. So maybe this should have been done sooner. Maybe this should have been done earlier. I'm a little bit surprised that they've done it now. All indications were that they were going to just ride this thing out for the season because they weren't going to be – Nate McMillan either wasn't going to be here next year to coach or they were going to fire him. It was going to be one or the other. That They were going to all separate parties at the end of the season. I just think that Tony Ressler and the ownership group or the ownership decided just to rip the Band-Aid off and just be done with it. And, you know, can the Hawks get to six seed or anything like that? Look, the Hawks right now are three games behind Miami. They're three and a half behind the New York Knicks who are in the number six spot. That feels like 100 games. Honestly, right now that feels like 100 games. 
The interesting thing is that Washington is half a game behind the Atlanta Hawks and Toronto's a game behind the Atlanta Hawks. Can I tell you right now that if my money would be on them dropping a spot or two versus they get up to the seven or six seed, given the way that this season has gone. And now we're hearing about whether or not John Collins is going to play on Friday. Now we're hearing about, you know, obviously concussion protocols and things like that. Now we don't necessarily know if he's going to be available on Friday. And the hits just keep coming. So they'll get cranked up on Friday, home with the Cavs, home with the Nets on Sunday, who, by the way, went into the All-Star break on a on a good note. I think it was Mikhail Bridges that had 40-something points, his career high. They had a big win at uh, I think it was I think it was I think it was in Brooklyn. I think it was was a home game to him, but they played well, and they're not maybe maybe they don't take as much of a step back as what we thought by losing Kyrie and Kevin Durant. So Hawks have a couple of games against them. I just don't like the timing of all of this. That that more than anything is what this is all about for me. If you were going to fire Nate. You either should have fired him after the next game or you probably should have fired him at the halfway point of the season. I forget what the Hawks' record was at the halfway point, at the midway point, but you, you could have fired him then because things weren't turning around and they weren't going in a good direction, and now you sit at 29-30 and 30 on the season. So we'll be joined by Brad Rowland coming up here from Locked on Hawks coming up at 820. We'll get his thoughts uh, about all of this, and again, We'll take your calls at 404-741-0929. So you can line them up. We'll, 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 we'll get the calls at 720. We'll get, we'll get, the, get the calls at 720 uh, with it. So a couple other things to get into here real quickly. Um, All-Star Weekend. I, I like the Mac McClung thing. You know, again, I would rather see a guy who hasn't spent all of his time in the G League and things like that. But the rest of that dunk contest was worthless. And the All-Star game last night was pitiful. Can I say that Trey Young would have been a good fit for the All-Star game? Because it turned into a half-court shooting contest. If you're going for logo logo threes and half-court threes, Trey should have been in it. For just, just from the standpoint of he could have been a, a good half-court shooter for it. It looked like the Miz in that celebrity game on uh, what was that? Uh, was that Friday night? Miz in the celebrity game where he hit the half court shot after the buzzer. I mean, that's what that turned into was a half court shooting contest. The, the, the All Star game itself was not exciting at all. And again, you know, all these All Star games, you know, the Pro Bowl. It won't be long that the NBA All-Star game will go to lawn darts and hula hoops and everything else that the NFL is doing, right? There'll be a dance-off. There'll, there'll, there'll be all those kinds of things that, that'll happen now at the All-Star game. The, the whole weekend will be skills things, hula hoop contests, lawn darts, and different things like that. Maybe a pool tournament. That'd be more interesting than what that game was last night. So um, just not, not the best weekend for the All-Star game. Uh, United opens up its season uh, on February 25th. Um, Atlanta United was rated with this new kit for the 17s. And by the way, I got my kit today, so thank you very much to Atlanta United. They were rated as the ninth best kit 
in Major League Soccer with the 17s uh, kit. They were the ninth. They were rated the ninth best kit in MLS. Okay, I mean, I, I think it looks pretty good. Uh, you know, it's just a little different variation of what their five stripes have been, but I think it looks pretty good. Uh, let's see here. What they say was the was the best uh, kit. So Atlanta United came in ninth, and then uh, as I scroll here very quickly, uh, Orlando City seven, uh, eight, San Jose seven, uh, Colorado six, Portland five, Austin FC three, or sorry four, Seattle two or three, uh, New York FC two, and then the LA Galaxy. So um, look. Hope springs eternal for Atlanta United, right? That they, they're signing strikers left and right. Uh, they hope to get off to a much better start this season. They'll take on San Jose coming up on Saturday the 25th. We'll have all the action right here on 92.9 The Game. Pre-game at 7 o'clock. It'll be a 7.30 kickoff for all of that. But hope springs eternal that the Joseph Martinez era is now past us. And let's see offensively what they look like. Uh, they're they're signing several strikers. You know they brought brought another guy in. I think it was today or yesterday or what have you. That uh, you know they're trying to add to their offensive firepower. We'll see. If Brad Guzan has a good season. He was a little bit up and down even before his injuries last year. So a lot of hope for Atlanta United, and certainly they need a bounce back season. All right, four zero four seven four one zero nine two nine. That's the phone line. Jump on reaction to Nate McMillan being fired from the Atlanta Hawks. And he was fired. Chuck in the Kia Studios. Sports Radio 92 on the game, the Odyssey.com app. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24/7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast we get it attention spans just aren't what they used to be heads in social media and eyes on netflix but what do people do with their ears well for one they're listening to audio americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day oh and you want the proof well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. 
Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Back with you on the John Chuckery Show. Hanging out at the Kia Studios. 404-741-0929. That's our Solomon Brothers Diamond text line. And it's our phone line. You can get in on the conversation. Nate McMillan fired. We just got word, uh, what, a couple of hours ago uh, that he was released of his duties. Now, Joe Prunty is the uh, new head coach for the Atlanta Falcons, or sorry, for the Atlanta Hawks. So, uh, again, he has coached in the NBA before. He took over for Jason Kidd. They made the playoffs. Uh, he coached them, well, I think it was a seven-game series loss that they had to the Celtics. And then Mike Budenholzer was uh, named a new head coach after all of that. So, 404-741-0929, your reaction. Uh, Chris on the Upper West Side. What's going on, Chris? Oh, sideline Mike. Sideline Mike, what's going on, man? Hey, how's it going, man? Hey, buddy. Listen, it, it, it starts at the top with Tony Wrestler not wanting to go into the luxury tax. Then we go to Nate with his 1990 offense not having a defined role for John Collins. Tony Wrestler not going into the luxury tax. I bet you wish you had Kevin Werder back now, okay? And then you got the meddlesome Nick Wrestler running around with Trey and Trey's meddlesome daddy. So now Trey's reputation around the NBA, you got two good coaches that everybody like run off. And at the end of the day, brother, it's going to be what it's going to be. And I'm the guy that says bring Ime Udoka in here. Nobody's going to want to do that, but I tell you what, he will, He can toss anybody in that locker room, and either you're going to play or you're going to get out. But see, that's what you need here in Atlanta because Trey's going to be Trey just like he's been in high school, college, and in the pros. If you, if you don't get along with Trey, you don't have no job. So at the end of the day, brother, I'm happy for, I'm happy for, for Nate. So now Nate, because Nate tried to, tried to resign earlier, what nobody's going to talk about is when they were negotiating the patch deal to get Shellcare up out the paint, Nate wanted to quit there, and they wouldn't let him do it. He didn't want to resign. Everybody talk about why didn't they find him. When that cat had to go talk to Trey this summer at home, y'all should have known what the deal was then. So you got what you got. And they're going to go on a five-game losing streak because they're not winning any of these next five games they in. You mark that down, and I'm gone. Well, there you go. Uh, the Kevin Herter thing, um, again, there's a lot of revisionist history about Kevin Herter. Kevin Herter was a guy, what, 10, 12 points a game? How many wins was Kevin Herter worth? If, if, it, if it was DeJounte Murray or Kevin Herter, which one of those two guys you're starting? There's a lot of revisionist history about what Kevin Herter brought to, the, to this squad. That's like the guy who said the other night that, that um, uh, Solomon Hill was worth 11 wins. Like – these, these narratives are just, they're mind-boggling. Well, John, they're talking about Kevin Herter as if he's the starter. He, he's been given more of an opportunity in Sacramento. Like, that, there's a reason that he's get doing the things that he's doing is because he has the opportunity to shoot the ball. The, the reason he just wasn't getting those shots okay, here. The, the reason he's not here is because they didn't want to go in the luxury tax. Now, that comes from ownership. I, I firmly believe because that was one of the bugaboos about Travis Schlenk and Tony Ressler that we heard that, 
you know, not having the ability to go in the luxury tax. But again, why would Tony Ressler go into the luxury tax when you're 29 and 30? Because you go in the luxury tax this year, and then you haven't got it figured out next year, it becomes punitive after a while. Because until you gut your roster, until you literally gut your roster, you don't get out of the luxury tax. Again, they're going to go in the luxury tax next year unless they start moving some pieces, unless they move Bogey, unless they move John Collins. They're going to go into it just by the natural progression of what their contracts are. Now, the Emi Adoka thing, look, the there's going to be a market for him and probably a pretty big market for him. For, forget all of the things about what, you know, he did in his personal life and things like that. There's going to be a big market for him. Does he want to come here? I mean, I understand that that he's the hot name and because of what he did with Boston and Jason Tatum said, you know, he was the best coach that he had or things like that. But does he want to be here? Does he want to come into an organization like this with, let's face it, the dysfunction that is going on right now? You know, it's not a very stable-looking front office right now. And so does a guy like that want to be here? Does Tony Ressler want want him here? Look, I'll say this. I think Tony Ressler... At this point, and I still say that this is not about Landry Fields. This is not about Kyle Korver. They'll take input from it, but this is going to be Tony Ressler's hire for all this. If he wants to spend and go spend big money to get a top-flight coach, then he'll do that. If he doesn't, then he won't. Landry Fields could talk about all the the things and stuff like that about this guy's a candidate, you know, and we're hearing all kinds of rumors. Quinn Snyder, Emi Udoka, right, Kenny Atkinson. But at the end of the day, there's going to be a lot of influence from what Tony Ressler wants. And I think that the fact that Travis Schlenk isn't here anymore is the fact that it was Tony Ressler's way of doing business, or you can you could not be the GM anymore. If Tony Ressler, if Tony Ressler mandates we're not going in the luxury tax, it doesn't make sense. Then whether Travis Schlenk wants to or doesn't want to, you know, and again, that falling out with the GM and, and ownership just makes it a situation where. Okay, if Tony Ressler is the guy who's the money man in charge of everything, he's the owner of the team. If he doesn't want to go in the luxury tax, you have to abide by that. So without having, you know, and I understand, Landry Fields now is the GM, Kyle Korver's the assistant GM and things like that. But at the end of the day, this is going to be a lot of what Tony Ressler wants to do, the direction he wants to go, and does he want to make a big, splashy hire as his head coach? Um, let's grab Mark. What's going on, Mark? Hey, guys. How are you? Good, bud. You there? Yes. Go ahead. Um, a couple things. You know, you've gone through two coaches. The 
composition of the team is still run through Trey. When Trey doesn't pass the ball, other guys aren't going to be happy. Um, so you have dysfunction there. You can't run an offense. He doesn't play defense. And I think the real question you have to ask yourself, along with any of these coaches potentially that you're throwing out, what's the desire to come here? There's well, nothing yeah. there that's on that bench that's worthwhile. Ask yourself this question. There's three pro teams in town, okay? Who on the Braves does another team covet? You probably got ten names. Who on the Falcons does another team covet? Couple. Who on another team covets somebody from the Atlanta Hawks? I rest my case. There's nobody, okay? There's a bunch of guys making a lot of money that don't lead anything. Um, they look flashy. Uh, they don't play good basketball. And it's an indictment that they fired another coach when, when the obvious thing is standing right in front of the mirror with number 11. Well, look, um, there's, as I've said before, there are, there, are, there are, there's everybody to blame in this situation. This is not just on Trey. This is not just on Nate. This is everybody from their front office to Nate to Trey to John Collins to DeAndre Hunter to the ball boy to the guy who sweeps the floor to the guy who sells beer in Section 221. Everybody's at fault with this organization. There are nobody's hands that are clean in all of this. Nobody. I'll give you a stat, okay? And I was going to save this for a little bit later, okay? Here's, this is from Stat Muse, okay? You ready for this, Garrett? The best defensive rating by a five-man lineup this season a minimum of three of uh, sorry 300 minutes played together best defensive rating by five man lineup this season minimum 300 minutes played together you know what it is believe it or not it's Trey Young DeJounte Murray DeAndre Hunter John Collins Clint Capella now there are 14 teams in the NBA that have had a starting five that has played at least 300 minutes. So while it's not the entire league, it is a decent sample size. Now, before Nate's firing and all that kind of stuff, I was going to ask the question, why does it not feel like that? And especially when your last two games going in the All-Star break, you gave up 266 points. 266 points. By the second worst Offensive efficient team in the NBA scored their season scored a season high against you, 144. Then the Knicks came back with 122 when I think that they're averaging about 114. So you gave up 266 points in your last two games to a decent team and then a dreadful offensive efficient team. That stat blew me away that the best defensive rating by five-man lineup this season, minimum 300 minutes played together. Trey, DeJounte, Deion. First off, I'm amazed that they've played 300 minutes together. I'm amazed that they, that starting five has played as much together as it has. So, 
why why is it not better? If that stat, there's no reason for me to dispute it. They've got, I mean, again, this is a website that, you know, they, they're the go-to source for all things NBA stats, 600,000 Twitter followers. They're not just ham and eggers. So that blew me away. So everybody's got a hand in this thing. It's Trey. It's Nate. It's John. It's DeAndre Hunter. It's everybody's fault. You know, Brad Roll and I had a conversation a few weeks ago about who the MVP of this team was. Okay? He said Clint Capella. I said DeJounte Murray. What are those two things, what do those two guys have in common? They're probably arguably your best two-way players on the floor every night. Because I think that DeJounte Murray has had more game-winning basketball plays than anybody on your roster. Whether it's a steal, whether it's a turnover, whether it's this or that, whether it's keeping you in a game, shooting the ball, whatever it is. So again, we're, we're going to go down the path of another head coach. And is Tony Ressler? I, I think Tony Ressler at this point, I, if I had to guess, He's going to want to make a splash. He's going to want to have a splashy hire. And I don't know. I don't know if that's Quinn Snyder. I don't know if that's Imiadoka. I don't know if that's Kenny Atkinson. But I think he's going to want a splash hire to say that we're in the basketball business. It may not work out. Who knows? You know, the, the chemistry of this team is all messed up. And again, part of that's on Nate. Part of that's on the players as well. So there's nobody that's not at fault in all of this. There's nobody that has clean hands in all of this. Roster construction, coaches, players, front office, ownership. Everybody's got dirty hands in this thing. That's why they're 29 and 30. When I read you those stats, they're one of the most efficient offensive teams. And again, they have the best defensive rating with a five-man lineup this season. Minimum 300 minutes played. Out of 14 teams, that's half the league. Why does it not feel like that? Why does it not feel like that? Oh, you know why? Because they gave up 266 points in their last two games. That's the memory we have left. All right, we'll get to more of your calls here coming back. Chuck Green, the Kia Studios, Sports Radio 929 The Game, Odyssey.com app. Sports Radio 929 The Game, back with you, John Chuck Show, hanging out in the Kia Studios on this Monday evening. 820, Brad Rowland will uh, jump on. We'll uh, talk about, uh, obviously, Nate McMillan being fired from the Atlanta Hawks today. Came out, uh, I don't know, two, two and a half hours ago. So now, you know, we, you know, they said, by the way, too, that they're going into immediate coaching hire. And look, I I don't know who the best name is. You know, like I, I've seen people are tweeting me and texting me 40 different names. Okay. You know, I, I know a lot of people are on Emi Adoka, right? Okay. Well, do we have the roster that Boston does? I mean, that's a really talented roster. You, you, you see that... The, it, it, you see that they're not stepping backward when they change coaches, right? 
Aren't they still the number one seed in the Eastern Conference? Oh. So they have a massively talented roster, up and down their roster. You look at their draft picks and things like that, they've gotten it right over the last handful of years. You know, I'm seeing names like Mark Jackson. Okay, like, I don't know if – here's the reality. Do these guys, no matter who it is, when they look at the front office situation, the ownership situation, the the general manager, assistant general manager, the star players, the whole organization top to bottom, and somebody will take the job, obviously, but do they look at this as a destination place? Do they look at this as a place where – Somebody thinks they can win. That somebody immediately thinks that they can come in here and and turn this ship around. You know, Nate McMillan was the guy that took him to the Eastern Conference Finals a couple of years ago. Oh, by the way, he was the interim coach when he took him to the Eastern Conference Finals. Just thought I'd throw that out to you because, again, some of us can't understand that, you know, this is going to be most likely their fourth coach. Uh, unless you tell me Joe Prunty takes him to the Eastern Conference Finals. Um, The reason is, not because he may not be a good coach, I think Tony Ressler wants to make a splash higher. I think he wants to get into deep waters. I think he wants to go after somebody. There there may not be, there may be a name that comes out of left field that, you know, we don't know about. But I said the other night, look, short of digging up Chuck Daly out of his grave and propping him up on the sidelines, and recapturing that magic, you know, that's probably the kind of guy that's got to turn this thing around. I don't know if there's a specific name that can figure this all out. 404-741-0929. That's our phone line. Jump in on the conversation. Let's go out to Lowry. What's going on, Lowry? Hi, how you doing tonight, man? Good, buddy. Good talking to you. I was just going to say that um, the, the game's the one on the court. And as long as we got that little timid team out there with these little lightweight, paperweight people who who won't play ball the way they're supposed to, we're never going to win anything. I was watching the game the other night, and this one man bust Mary's lip, and John Collins holding his eye two or three times, and nobody ever stepped to him. And he, he knocked Griffin around like he was a little paper thin uh, paper man out there. We need to get some people in here that's going to play ball because there's nobody – on our team, that any other team is intimidated by it all. And I think they just need to man up, beef up, and, and get the people out there to play some ball. Thank you. Yep, appreciate it. Well, I, look, again, DeAndre Hunter is not taking a, a real step forward. John Collins is hurt. I mean, again, we're hearing about he may be out Friday night, concussion protocol. Okay. You know, it's always something with this team, and that's the other problem. Too many guys that can't stay healthy. Too many guys that can't stay healthy. All right, let's grab Mel out in southwest Atlanta. What's going on, Mel? You know what? I've been listening to your monologue ever since you came on at 7. You know what? The people know who, who what's the problem is. I don't care who y'all You can go back and get Hubert Brown, Mark Jackson, uh, all, all of them. They ain't gonna do this. They ain't gonna do the Hawks no good because they have one player is out of control. He won't listen. You know, I noticed when he uh, when he was out with an injury, playing like he had a bad ankle, whatever. The Hawks won. 
one. What he wasn't playing. He's shooting three pounds, mid coat. Don't get the uh, don't. He definitely can't play no defense. Number eleven. Like that other caller said, number eleven. Ought to look in the mirror. Well, we, I mean, we, we ain't talk well, about Michael Jackson. But but Mel, the, 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 look at in the mirror. We talk about. Okay, Mel, 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 Mel. Slow down a little bit. What I mean, what do you do with a guy like Trey Young and his super max contract? What 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 are you gonna do? I I mean, look, there there is a financial piece to all of this too. He he's make he's making super max money. That means he doesn't get just max money. He got above all that by making third team All NBA last year. Again, is he all the problem? No. He's part of the problem. You know, his shooting, his turnovers at, at inopportune times. But again, and, and his supporting cast isn't great. But but I, I, I don't understand why I don't understand why this is so hard to just it's everybody's fault. Everybody has a hand in this. Everybody. So if you if you get rid of Trey, you're going to be led by John Collins and DeAndre Hunter? You're going to have those two guys? And by the way, DeJounte Murray's got one more year, and then he's got to decide whether or not he's going to be back with the Atlanta Hawks, which is going to be a near-max deal. He's going to be a near-max player. Does he want to come back to this mess? And then, again, I, I understand that – Part of the problem is tra- – but, again, just this is everybody. This isn't one guy versus another guy pitting guys on opposite sides of one another like they drew a line in the sand and they're going to joust until the death. It's everybody's fault. DeAndre Hunter not stepping up. John Collins not stepping up being healthy. Trey Young, too many turnovers. You know, Nate McMillan with his – Lack of, you know, using his timeouts or his substitution patterns and everything. It's the owner's fault that they won't go in the luxury tax. On and on and on and on. Like, this is not hard to try to figure out. Everybody's hands are dirty in this. Everybody. There's nobody with clean hands in all of this. That's the part that's maddening. You know, okay, now everybody's got their wish. You got Nate McMillan replaced. Are the Hawks going to suddenly turn it on? Do they look like a team that's about to go 16-7 and seven down the stretch? Based on what? Just because you got rid of Nate McMillan, that all of a sudden everybody's going to come together and lock arms and they're going to hook up and they're going to just make it all happen? What about this franchise? I mean, why did they not do it then and they did it two years ago? Like, what changed from when they made that run with in the Eastern Conference Finals? Who was the head coach? Who was the guy piloting that ship? It was Nate McMillan. So it's all just kind of crumbled since then? That's why I say everybody's got a hand in this thing. Everybody's got dirty hands at the end of the day. 
Let's grab Amanda. What's going on, Amanda? I just want to say I was, I'm really sad about the coach. I really like him. And I just really... Okay. Back to our normal, regularly scheduled programming. Um, uh, let's grab uh, who have I got here? Uh, Donald. What's going on, Donald? Hey, how you doing? Good. Enjoy your show all the time. Every time you on, uh, you know I, I think uh, you know we hate to see anybody lose their job, fired or whatnot. But you know it's time to make a change because. Like you say, everybody's hand is on this. You know, don't nobody get no free pass. Now, uh, the thing to me is this. Deion, you know, they've been talking about DeAndre Hunter. To me, DeAndre Hunter wasn't bought in to be a number two uh, star player or something like that with the Hawks. And to me, I think that Nate McMillan should have seen that, hey, this guy, he wasn't no really uh, – great score in Virginia, you just a defensive like lockdown player, then you need to find what all your guys can go out there and do. Don't nobody go out there and bang and, you know, get fouls on purpose. You know, to rough the team up to throw them off the ribbon. A lot of this stuff came from Nate. And to me, Trey Young, if this doesn't work out, the next coach they get, Trey Young got to go because he. I haven't never heard him step up for Nate McMillan or defend Nate, Nate McMillan. But the bottom line to me is it ain't only Nate's fault. It's all them other players' fault, Other to me, other than DeJounte Murray, Clint Capella, Okonwu, and the young boys that Rookie's been playing with. But everybody else, John Collins, and like you say, DeAndre Hunt and the other player, well, they're the, not contributing to anything, but I think it's part of the coach's problem too. Well, the problem, the problem is that even with DeAndre Hunter, that – his, he was the best on-ball defensive player coming out of Virginia. He was the best defensive player. The only guy he's ahead of in his defensive rating is Trey Young. And I understand, you know, some of that is guarding the other guys. But you don't guard LeBron or Giannis every night. You don't guard all of those guys every night. And so, you know, not enough of his game has progressed and he's not stepped up enough especially for being the number four pick in the draft. Uh, Sean, what's going on, Sean? Hey, man, I just want to go and get my two cents in here. Um, I think it's all Nate. I'm looking back in Indiana, and we talk about how how uh, he's such a great defensive coach. Most years, these guys are in the middle of the pack on defense, and we're seeing it in Atlanta. As far as Trey, we understand Trey's not a defensive wizard. We understand he's not going to be able to stop anyone. I look at the same thing that a real coach like Steve Kerr does with a defensive liability like Curry. You know what you have on the court. You have to strategize and build the schemes to hide your deficiencies. You just can't put the guy on a bigger plane. But, hey, man, you have to do something. You have to stop him. He can't stop him. That's where you as a coach have to devise a scheme to use what you have. I have a rule. If you play with Jordan, like if you were on the court when Michael played, you cannot coach in today's NBA. That's Nate. I'm out. Appreciate it. Uh, let's grab one more before we go uh, to break. Uh, Dow? Dow? What's yeah, going on, Dow? Uh, uh, I think Trey, Trey Young is poison. I think he's, I think he's a coach killer. Uh, 
I don't think he's shown any leadership, and I what what I think this team needs desperately is leadership. And when they're pressed, uh, his response is to blame somebody else. And the only person that's taken up uh, any responsibility on this team was DeJounte Murray when he first came here, and he's seen the light and doesn't say anymore because he sees what we're looking at. And uh, I think that's the problem. I'm out. Well, uh, everybody's now doing Jim Rome now. <laughs> everybody's out. Um, look, I, I know that there – I know Trey Young is becoming a polarizing player in this town. Is he not? Michael Vick was a very polarizing player. Not not because of all the dog stuff and all that, but Mike Vick and his legacy was very polarizing. That That's becoming Trey Young's legacy. And again – Maybe the right coach can come in and clean all this up. What happens if it doesn't? What happens if it doesn't? All right, Falcons flyover coming up at the top of the hour. We'll get to all your daily Falcons news and notes. Chuck Green, the Kia Studios, Sports Radio, 929 The Game, the Odyssey.com app. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.